Stuff Podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Wright and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Guy Hetchard and the Anti-Vax Empire. It's by Stuff Explainer editor Keith Lynch, who joins me now. Hi, Keith. Hey, Michael. Before we get into this, uh, tell us about Guy Hatchard. Uh, who is he and how did you come across him? Um, late last year, I ended up receiving emails from Guy. He sends out regular newsletter where he writes about COVID-19 and particular vaccine safety. So I was I was immediately intrigued when I received these emails and over the last few weeks, kind of looking more into his background and trying to establish did he have any kind of experience that would, you know, allow him to speak on the COVID-19 vaccines with with authority. And yes, we'll hear that's sort of the crux of this story. Uh, Stuff's written plenty of stories about COVID, misinformation, conspiracy theories, things like that. Uh, What's interesting about this guy, though, is that he's not had a history with virology or immunology or anything like that, but he's managed to position himself in that field since the pandemic started. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, Guy has an interesting background. He um, he started appearing in New Zealand media back in the 90s when he was part of a political party called the Natural Law Party, and then he kind of advocated against genetically modified food for for some time. Um, as far as I can tell, he doesn't have any um, background in immunology or vaccinology, as you say. But he positions himself as a as an expert on the COVID vaccine and kind of writes with seemingly, you know, a lot of knowledge and authority on the on the vaccines. Um, what's been interesting for me, then, is how his his takes on the vaccine have kind of trickled through this kind of alternative media ecosystem on which there are kind of no checks or balances. And his views are disseminated to a very wide audience. Some of those views are, are rather questionable. And before we get into the story, at the top, we introduced you Stuff's Explainer Editor. Some of our listeners might be familiar with the stories you write. This isn't an explainer piece per se, though. So tell us a bit about what you do and how this piece is a little bit different. Yeah, this is not an explainer. This is more of a a piece of kind of analysis or or typical reporting on an individual. And as I mentioned, those media ecosystems. Um, the, the explainer editor role was established last year and looks to explain how um, complicated concepts or um, topics actually work. So I spend a lot of my time writing about COVID-19 and explaining how it spreads, how the vaccines work. A variety of other topics um, have been touched on from everything from daylight savings to hate speech laws, but primarily I write about, about the virus. As we all do, to an extent. Thanks, Keith. Now, here is me, with a touch of strong language, reading Keith's story, Guy Hatchard and the Anti-Vax Empire. In May 2016, a man called Dr Guy Hatchard appeared on RNZ talking about natural health business regulations. He was opposed to a bill which, in part, would restrict claims on the benefits of natural products, unless there was evidence. Six years later, Hatchard's attention has turned elsewhere. On March the 5th, 2022, he said the following. We woke up this morning to the news that Shane Warne, aged 52, had died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Since he was travelling in Thailand at the time, no doubt he had had a COVID-19 vaccination. Was this causal? Possibly. At the very least, 
you can forgive me for asking this question. There is no evidence to suggest vaccination contributed to Warren's death. This time, Hatchard was not speaking on national radio. Instead, he speculated on Warren's death in a lengthy piece on his own website, the Hatchard Report, under the tag fact-checking. Regarding Warren, Hatchard says he was simply asking a question. More than a week after publishing that article, it had 2,900 views, which may well prompt the question, why is stuff reporting on what one person wrote in one dark corner of the internet? In recent months, Guy Hatchard, who calls himself an international advocate of food safety and natural medicine, has seemingly positioned himself as part of the intellectual foundation that underpins the anti-vaccination movement in New Zealand. This culminated with him taking part in a meeting with Human Rights Commissioner Paul Hunt in February. Hatchard says via his website he did so in part on the invitation of anti-vaccination group Voices for Freedom. Hunt explained why he took this meeting in a recent piece with Stuff. The Hatchard report appears to have a reasonably modest audience. Articles mostly attract a few thousand views. Hatchard's Facebook page has a similarly unexceptional following, about 3,000 people. It's what happens after he publishes something, though, that speaks to the dizzying spread of unverified information on the COVID vaccine. The aggregation of Hatchard's output offers an illustration of how content is disseminated across an alternative media ecosystem, on which there are almost no checks or balances. As this content is shared throughout the peripheries of the internet, it gains traction and credence, and is ultimately propelled into more mainstream discussions. It's this ecosystem that arms a small cohort of New Zealand with their alternative facts. It's the ecosystem that helped fuel the recent Wellington riots. One analysis based on data from CrowdTangle, an analytics platform used by researchers, shows how Hatchard's website has been widely distributed across Facebook in 2022 by more than 50 other accounts, including the likes of politician Matt King, NZ Truckers Convoy 2022, and Free Together, managed by the Freedom and Rights Coalition. This review, which looked at the aggregation of Hatchard's homepage solely via public-facing Facebook accounts, showed it has reached, by a very conservative estimate, hundreds of thousands of users this year. Factor in how Hatchard's individual blog posts are shared on Facebook and other social media platforms, and his reach becomes significantly greater. His content also regularly appears on websites such as the dailytelegraph.co.nz and dailyexaminer.co.nz. At first glance, both appear to be typical news websites, but they're not. Both position themselves as alternative sources of news and are popular with those opposed to vaccines and vaccine mandates. They have not agreed to abide by the Media Council principles and are therefore subject to little or no oversight. Indeed, Hatchard's own website's terms of use states, 
Neither we nor any third parties provide any warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy, timeliness, performance, completeness or suitability of the information and materials found or offered on this website for any particular purpose. You acknowledge that such information and materials may contain inaccuracies or errors and we expressly exclude liability for any such inaccuracies or errors to the fullest extent permitted by law. Paul Spoonley, a leading sociologist and professor at Massey University, says the regulatory system governing this alternative ecosystem is not fit for purpose. Why, he asks, aren't we treating social media like a traditional publisher, like mainstream media, TV or radio stations? You can't imagine how horrible it is to take the stand and be treated like you're the one in the wrong, especially in a sexual crime situation. Roberta Paradise, the stuff, this is Tell Me About It. Going behind the scenes of our journalism to the voices of real people whose stories make the news. You're just so out of control of it, you know. I felt like a ghost of the system a lot of the time. It's like, no, why can no one actually see who I am? With me, Kirsty Johnston, Michelle Duff, and our producer, Noelle McCarthy. Can I ask you a question that might seem quite basic? Has it all been worth it? From a justice point of view, I would still struggle to say that right now, but it's still raw. Tell Me About It was made possible by New Zealand On Air. Subscribe and review us, please, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reporting on people like Guy Hatchard is fraught. I'm well aware of the risks of amplifying the views of those who make demonstrably flawed claims about the COVID vaccine. Even reporting and fact-checking his claims gives them some mana. Hatchard is not Professor Simon Thornley, who became a magnet for conspiracy theorists and fringe political figures in 2020. But what's important is that in recent months he has sought and been provided with a sizable platform to make claims about the vaccine that are, at best, very questionable. What makes Hatchard noteworthy is that he's not an actual epidemiologist like Thornley. He's not a medical doctor like the handful of outliers in Doctors Speak Out With Science, a small group who object to the COVID-19 response. He is seemingly unqualified to speak with any authority on the COVID vaccines, but still does so. And for a tiny but very loud minority of New Zealanders, he is perceived as being more trustworthy than qualified scientists. One researcher I spoke to described Hatchard as a wellspring of content that others with greater reach love to share. He's seen as a credible voice, articulating a truth that you guys, stuff for example, don't put out, the researcher told me. A number of people interviewed for this piece asked not to be named, as they were wary of online retaliation. An academic I shared Hatchard's writings with described a particular blog post like this. Plenty of conspiracist rhetoric along with a very thin veneer of questionable evolutionary science, all of which seemed unjustified by the evidence that he presented. Yet Hatchard is what some misinformation researchers call a super-spreader, a man with some sort of scientific background, 
which means he can project himself as an expert in vaccination and virology. He has very much positioned himself as a credible voice, a scientist who, at first glance, appears like the epidemiologists many have grown to trust. Hatchard says via his website that he received an undergraduate degree in logic and theoretical physics from the University of Sussex and his PhD in psychology from Maharishi University of Management in Fairfield, Iowa, a university founded by Indian yoga guru Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Its philosophy, it appears, has influenced much of Hatchard's life. The university has written a COVID vaccine guide for students that is broadly supportive, by the way. Hatchard has also written a book on an Ayurvedic blueprint for health and wellness. According to Hopkins Medicine, Ayurvedic is a natural system of medicine which originated in India more than 3,000 years ago, based on the idea that disease is due to an imbalance or stress in a person's consciousness. Matthew Remsky, a cult survivor and researcher, has written extensively about yoga, spirituality and wellness. He says some Ayurvedic practitioners may well believe the vaccine could fuck around with who a person really is. It's the vaccine, not what God or the universe has in mind for you, Ramsky says. It's a way of degrading your natural goodness. In an essay titled A Little Cabin in the Mountains, Hatchard writes about building a small dwelling based on architectural principles devised by Yogi. He tells the story of selling the cabin to a young man who moved in with crates of beer and packets of cigarettes. But when they met again a year later, the same man was visibly changed, almost a different person. He co-authored a study that suggested New Zealand had become more prosperous because 1% of the population was practicing transcendental meditation, a form of meditation developed by yogi. Another of his studies suggested crime dropped on Merseyside in the UK when a transcendental meditation group became large enough. In the 1990s, Hatchard, then called a criminologist, was part of the now-defunct Natural Law Party. The party, which was part of an international movement informed by Yogi's teachings, claimed to be able to reduce the occurrence of illness in the community by 50% within three years. Its leader, Brian Lee, said the party was running 68 candidates in the 1996 election because it was prepared to govern. In 2006, in an interview with the Press newspaper, Hatchard spoke of how his family was going without lentils, chickpeas, beans and other pulses. Hatchard, then described as a doctor of economics, former director of the Natural Food Commission and former market analysis director for global company Genetics ID, told the paper heat treatment to prevent the spread of exotic pests was making beans and lentils as hard as bullets. 
Hatchard leans heavily on his background in genetics when writing about vaccines. The company he worked for is now called Food Chain ID. A spokesman said none of the former executives recalled anything about Hatchard, other than the fact that he may have worked for us, and if so, it would have been over 20 years ago. I emailed Hatchard with several questions for this piece. In response, he issued a press release, published in full on his site and dailytelegraph.co.nz. In it, he said his title was Director of Natural Products at Genetics ID, and he was heavily involved in bolstering international trade opportunities. In the release, he also said the teachings of Yogi had not shaped his beliefs on mRNA vaccines. He said while he does practice transcendental meditation, his writing on the vaccines is based on published research. Of being described as a leading voice in the anti-vax movement, he says, In my book published in 2017, I cite no references opposing vaccination, nor do I discuss any anti-vax arguments. My wife's sister died within 24 hours of receiving a polio vaccine, but my mother suffered disabilities as a result of contracting polio, which affected her quality of life. My wife and I have both received vaccinations. There are very valid historical reasons why international human rights documents, to which New Zealand is a signatory, uphold personal medical choice. I therefore believe in general that medical procedures should always be a matter of informed choice. I am opposed to the mandating of mRNA vaccines. It's interesting to note that Hatchard's stance has seemingly shifted dramatically in recent months. In August 2021, Hatchard wrote a glowing tribute to Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, calling her a kind, compassionate, intelligent leader who has partnered government with science. Earlier in 2021, he also shared a story from Professor Michael Baker calling for global elimination. On Facebook, he wrote, Elimination strategies work for health, economy and freedom of movement. Last year, Baker and Hatchard exchanged a number of emails and subsequently some of the epidemiologists' words appeared in a blog. Baker, Hatchard wrote, shared similar concerns about COVID vaccine adverse reactions. Baker says he was disappointed with how his comments were used. They were out of context and bordering on misrepresentation. Epidemiologist Dr. Philip Hill, part of the SCAG group that advises the government, also exchanged emails with Hatchard. The two, Hill says, shared a mutual interest in understanding why many unvaccinated people are able to evade severe COVID disease naturally and how this could be understood better to help others. Hill says they stopped conversing after he felt Hatchard misrepresented data from studies on COVID to others. This was despite the fact, Hill says, that he had explained to Hatchard where Hatchard's misunderstanding lay. The epidemiologist says he had enjoyed getting to know Hatchard in their initial interactions and was disappointed Hatchard had gone down a rabbit hole. Hatchard disagrees. 
Inexplicably, the correspondence came to an abrupt end, he says, when I expressed serious reservations about the safety of mRNA vaccination. Hatchard, it appears, knows what he's doing. He knows how to get noticed. An expert in vaccine behavioural science I spoke to for this piece said Hatchard's brand of communication was highly effective. It is often emotive. He writes about his son and links Shane Warne's death to the vaccine. He uses facts and figures. He cites studies. He uses scientific jargon. He describes his commentary as a fact-check. He talks about individual cases, some of which can't be verified, as if they're definitive proof. He injects kernels of truth and then takes them out of context. His use of the title doctor is also important, adding credence to his claims. Many of those who have most successfully shared questionable claims about the COVID vaccine have scientific or medical backgrounds. The question this expert urges people to ask is, does this person have the credentials to talk about vaccines, efficacy and safety? The fact he's an advocate of food safety and natural medicine should set off some alarm bells if you are trying to look at this completely impartially and make decisions about vaccination, she says. Maharishi University is accredited with the Higher Learning Commission in the United States, but not by the American Psychological Association. What remains curious is how Hatchard's views have shifted so dramatically since August 2021. In his release, he points to vaccine safety issues and calls employment mandates a big mistake. A US study on nearly 300 million doses of mRNA vaccines administered was published in March 2022. It found that in the first six months of the US vaccination program, most reported adverse events were mild and short in duration. Hatchard's communication with Baker and Hill suggests he is a man who wants to be a valued contributor to important conversations. In his media release, he wrote of how he'd met with ministers in Australia, New Zealand and the UK. He talked of making presentations to the Ministry of Health and the Royal Commission on Genetic Modification. In a recent interview, he fondly remembered walking into Robert Muldoon's office for a chat, and he spoke about a long conversation with Winston Peters, where the New Zealand First Leader took notes and asked pertinent questions. The two, he says, reached a mutual agreement about what should be done. This, it appears, is where he wants to be. Solving problems with the grown-ups, the bigwigs, and making the world a better place. Now, he's a walking, talking, breathing product of a social media algorithm. A man who is regularly rewarded for his out-there views by being called a leading scientist and analyst, or expert, in interviews within the anti-vax echo chamber. After Hatchard published his media release, one person emailed me, thanking me for bringing this thoroughly qualified hero to the fore. 
It seems this is a man who has yearned for prestige and mainstream acceptance. In the alternative ecosystem, he found it. I shared an example of a post sharing Hatchard's content, along with his own Facebook page, with Meta to see if it breached any policies. It did not. Some of this is awkward, however. Many of the posts sharing Hatchard's content don't contain false claims. They simply share a link to a website where false claims are published. Much of his writing is slippery, littered with snippets of truth and out-of-context information. That said, some content on the Hatchard report has been shared for review with Facebook's third-party fact-checkers. If it is deemed false, its distribution will be reduced and a warning label will appear. A Meta spokesperson said, We remove COVID-19 misinformation that could contribute to imminent physical harm, as well as false claims which public health experts have advised us could lead to COVID-19 vaccine rejection when this content is shared on Facebook. We encourage people to report anything they see on Facebook that violates our policies, so we can review it and take action. That was Guy Hatchard and the Anti-Vax Empire on the long read from Stuff, written by Keith Lynch and read and produced by me, Michael Wright. This episode was mixed by Jack Price. Stuff's podcast director is Adam Dudding. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening.